0: So hi, everyone. This is Benjamin from Sports Tech X. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Greg Mitchinson from 23. 23 is a sports intelligence business that makes producing content simple through a range of tools and services. And as we know, content is king these days. So I'm very curious to find out more about this. But first of all, I want to welcome my guest to the show. So hi, Greg, how are you today? I'm
1: very good. Thanks, Benjamin. How are
0: you? I'm fine. We just realized that we're both busy and uh, you're in Australia and I'm in Germany. So we have quite a distance to cover, but that shouldn't stop us from from this podcast, right? No, definitely not. Cool. So um, maybe we start with you as a person before we talk about 23. Uh, so why don't you share a few insights about what you've done in the past and what you're doing now so that we understand who this Greg Mitchinson is?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So, um, yeah, as per your introduction, my my name's Greg Mitchinson from from twenty three. Um, you'll you'll probably notice from my accent that I'm both English and Australian. Uh, so I'm very lucky enough to spend half the year in, in both countries, which is often ridiculed by my colleagues in England because I, I spend the colder months of the year in, in the sun in Australia. Um, I've always worked in sport. So when I was in university, I, I was selling football boots and and team wear to football clubs, uh, which I loved very very much. And now I've been working in the, the sports tech space for, for almost four years now with, with, uh, with 23.
0: Sweet. How many football boots do you have at home <laughs> if you sold them before? Uh,
1: too many. Too many. I'm a bit of a hoarder.
0: can <laughs> can imagine. Um, all right. Thanks for, for the intro. Um, let's speak about your company, 23. Uh, first question always is about the problem that you're solving. solving. So which is it in your case?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So um, what's quite interesting about us is we, um, we started life out as a, as a publisher. So we launched a football transfer website in, in 2016, where we built an algorithm that would determine the likelihood of transfer rumors. And um, we could create a lot of content around this in the form of articles and videos. And when we went into this, we actually had no publishing experience ourselves. Uh, we all came from tech and marketing backgrounds. So as we were growing our website, we encountered lots of issues and we grew lots of pain points. And we found that no one had really innovative, um, innovated in this space. Um, so over time, we put our marketing and tech hats back on and we came up with a bunch of solutions for these problems, initially for our own benefit as a publisher. And then eventually we started mm-hmm. selling these services to media publishers. Uh, so these two problems essentially focus around two core things. Um, number one, the cost and time it took for us to create content for social and for editorial. And then secondly, mm-hmm. how do we actually drive eyeballs to this content in a costly manner? without spending tons and tons on Facebook advertising.
0: I can imagine that you have the attention of uh, lots of listeners right now because they're like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need good content. We need to get those eyeballs on it. So the big question obviously is how exactly do you solve it and what is so special about your solution? Because there are uh, some companies in that space, so especially that second part would, would also be very interesting for us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll, I'll split the two problems in two. So um, the first problem around the time and money spent to create content We actually created a SaaS tool called the 23 Toolbox that allows users to create stunning um, graphics with football team and player data on them for editorial and social purposes, just in the click of a few buttons. So without the need of a graphic designer or any Photoshop or Illustrator skills. skills. Um, And the tool connects to multiple data sources um, and guarantees accuracy by auto-populating data on the graphics, basically eliminating user error and ultimately delivering speed efficiency. So you can just think how powerful uh, this tool could be for a media company that is able to quickly create graphics for social, full of data on them while they're reporting on a match. So they're able to put out a graphic at halftime of a game with most sellers heat map and best stats from a games from the game so far, or populate their articles with um, with graphics with data to help add weight to their story. And um, and then on the second problem, how do we drive eyeballs to our content in a in a costly manner? What we actually did was uh, we built a network of sports influencers that consist of Mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds of pages across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook that have amassed really big followings from sharing their content and opinions about football. And we work with customers to distribute their content through these influencers in a really organic way to help customers drive traffic to their website, drive video views on social, or even drive app downloads. And um, we've been doing this for almost three years now, so our network and um, understanding of influencers is really strong. So what we're able to do is create really bespoke and, and custom influencer programs and campaigns for customers that have any kind of goal, really.
0: Wow, I think uh, especially the second part is highly interesting. Um, those uh, this influencer aspect or component of your of your solution. Um, I think it drives me to the to the next question. Actually, um, I'm always curious about the the challenging or the hardest part in in the process of delivering such a product. Um, so first, I was wondering, or I was thinking, it's it's probably the tech part that it could be a bit challenging but on the other hand your your tech guys your marketing guys um, I'm, I'm sure you're good in, in developing the product um and after your, your answer i thought it, it's probably getting the right influencers on board and matching them with uh whoever your customers is that this might be the biggest problem so tell me am i am i right or am i completely wrong or yeah, something so in between.
1: Um, yeah um so like on, on the on the influencer piece um definitely there's um it's it, it was a challenge initially but it's it's something that we've kind of learned with experience. And for us, getting the right alignment of influencers with the customer's end goal is really, really important. Um, so kind of what that means for us, we've got a really large network of influencers where we can um, go in and choose the perfect influencers for the right campaigns. But also, like, we just have that knowledge now and, and kind of understanding. So over time, that kind of process has become a lot easier. But one of the actual main challenges we, um, we, we kind of find is is actually guiding customers on that journey of organisational change, because those particular two yeah. services that we spoke about, they're fairly new thinking and they require companies to change both operationally with how they're doing things, but also to think in a bit of a different way. Um, so, like although our way of doing things can save them money and is um, and also a lot of time, it's very challenging to change those processes in an organisations when they've been doing the same thing for for years and years and years. Um, so it's interesting because a lot of our early customers have been really young and innovative, innovative companies that are focused on doing things better. So companies such as Scorker and the Plays Tribune, for example
0: yeah i can imagine um i think that that's an answer i got from other startups as well like you're coming up with a uh, new tech-based interesting products and then you have to convince the team change a little bit of the culture to to get people to use it so i guess you're not yeah, the, yeah. the only company who's dealing with these challenges
1: exactly exactly like so on influencers for example um you know although we really believe it and our results are amazing you know we're we're competing against facebook advertising which organizations have been doing for years and years and years. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's challenging to get, um, to get people to take that, that first kind of, that first kind of uh, punt with you and, and kind of give it a chance.
0: <laughs> but luckily you convinced um, uh, lots of customers uh, to use your solution um, so the question uh also is how exactly do you make money what's your business model I assume you have some sort of of a monthly fee uh, or I don't know per season and maybe uh, the one or the other on tops uh, service or on on top um purchase that you did you offer is that correct
1: yeah yeah so we, we make money in a bunch of different ways um, as you can imagine, our SaaS tool works on a, on a monthly licensing subscription based on the number of users. Um, for mm-hmm. um, on influencers, um, our model basically we get paid on hitting a series of KPIs for customers. Um, but also as well, we, we have a video production capabilities and a team of football writers that create content for businesses. Uh, you know, which we charge out like like any kind of agency would.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So you have like some sort of agency angle included in your business model as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, is it possible to share uh, some metrics or success stories from your clients already?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So um, one of my favorite case studies to talk about is actually um the International Champions Cup, which is the the big summer tournament that play, uh, takes place in the states that hosts uh, top European football clubs in a bunch of preseason exhibition games because um, that actually covered most of the services we offer um, as a business. So um, throughout two different tournaments, um, our content team produced all of the content um, for their digital. Um, which, uh, we also used our SaaS tool to report live on scores and um, in stats throughout games as they were happening. And we also used influencers to drive interest um, in the lead up to games to, to ultimately drive ticket sales. So they were a really great partner to work with because... Number one, we got to be super creative because we were in charge of everything content for them. But also, it was super nice to see all the services we offer line up for that one goal of, of selling tickets to football matches.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I can imagine it's a very uh, good use case also to, to show uh, potential new clients uh, to show that, like, like I said, your whole portfolio is actually uh, working out. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I think we have a pretty good understanding of um, what you guys do, um, what's your business model, what are the challenges. Um, so then, the, the next question would be, what's coming up in the next couple of months? Do you have, like I don't know, new features coming up, maybe expanding to other sports? Um, is there something that is, that is uh, worth mentioning here?
1: Yeah, so um, on the 23 Toolbox, we have lots and lots of new features coming out. Um, but one of our main focuses over the next few months is actually working with football clubs. Because um, we feel that a lot of the stuff we've done for media companies and football content marketers around producing data visualizations in seconds and growing audiences in different regions through influencers is actually really adaptable to football clubs and is very in line with um, what a lot of clubs are currently trying to achieve. Like we know a lot of clubs are investing massively in data for the benefits on their recruitment and match preparation. And we have a tool that um, they can access to create these data visualizations really, really simply. Um, and we also know that clubs are trying to grow their followings in key markets such as Asia and America. And we have the capacity to do this through creating bespoke content for these audiences and driving attention to it through through influencers. So, yeah, so the next few months for us, it, it's really about how we kind of adapt our services to football clubs and, and start working with a couple and, and seeing
0: how we go. Sounds good. And uh, people can follow your activities on, on your website and, and on your social media channels, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're mostly active um, on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, in a B2B world or in the B2B business, it makes sense to be there. That's great. Cool. Um, Greg, anything else that we should know about you, anything that we did not cover yet?
1: Um, I, th- I think we briefly mentioned this before, but um, we also do a lot of traditional content creation for companies in sport. So we have a um, video production mm-hmm. team based in London that spends uh, most of their time out on the road creating video content for customers. Um, over the World Cup, they were sent all around Europe creating a World Cup show for a betting company. Um, and we also have a team of football riders as well that create written content for sports publishers. So at the moment, we're working with the Australian Premier League rights holders Optus Sport, helping them create written content for their website and app. Um, and we, will, we also uh, create a lot of written content for Sky Sports. So, yeah, probably just those two things. And, and uh, we also offer them as, as part of 23.
0: Very nice. Sounds like you truly have like an end-to-end solution. You're covering all bases. If you also can cover this whole uh, video protection angle of of the of the journey.
1: Yeah, exactly. I w- I, w- I would say like we're, we're we're a one-stop shop from content and distribution, which is mm-hmm. which is quite rare because most companies either offer one
0: or the other. Cool. Very nice. Thank you for uh, the part of uh, explaining what you guys do, uh, what you've been up to, and what your your plans are for the future. I have one last question, which is more about how you work as a person. Uh, and I always wonder if my guests have some sort of productivity hack, so anything that lets you be more productive, something that might be useful for uh, for some listeners here.
1: yeah, so um, I don't know if this is the answer you're looking for, but I don't have a massive um, productivity <laughs> hack. I think um when you're in a startup environment there's kind of there's no room to not be unproductive um, so you know you read the soup um super um productive every day or or you fail so. I think because of my startup experience, I'm naturally very productive. Um, but I'd say one thing I do do without fail every single day is I write my list, I prioritize, I prioritize some more, and then I work through that list and everything on that list gets done every day.
0: Yeah, that's it's a very basic one, but it's super useful. I like that one as well. And would you say that living in two countries um, is making productivity harder for you or being productive harder or what does it do you think it, it supports it some in some way because i don't know every half year you have a different environment uh you stay in summer is, is there any observation on on this maybe
1: yeah it's um it's tough I, I i probably found it trickier at the start but i think because because i live in in two time zones basically i, I probably naturally have to be more productive and naturally have to to manage my calendar better so um so yeah I would I'd actually say it, it benefits me and I just have to be um very very sure each day of of what I've got in my calendar what I've got on tomorrow um just because you know invites come into to my calendar for you know really late times so I just have to yeah I, I just have to stay on top of things so I would actually say that it um it doesn't hinder it it probably benefits me
0: Nice. Uh, um, I wonder if there's some research on that Definitely. topic, if two ti- working in two different time zones uh, helps or helps or doesn't help. That's it. Cool. Um, all right, Greg, um, that's it already. There was uh, short and crisp. I think we, we learned a lot. I think it's a very interesting product. And I will follow your journey closely over the next couple of months and years. Um, I uh, thank you for being here. I wish you all the best. And uh, yeah, let's stay in touch. Cool. Thanks, Benjamin. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Have a good day. Bye bye. Thanks, bye. Bye bye.